You're listening to The Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. And this episode marks the five-year anniversary of my podcast. What? Yeah, that's reason to celebrate because five years is a long time. That's a lot. And I didn't know that I'd be doing it this long. Obviously, when I started, I just wanted to do something that sounded like almost like an audio sitcom. Right. You know, for our people, for our families, kind of like the shows that I do on stage, but that people could enjoy in their cars while walking around or I don't know, just any day or any time of day. It's like the podcast is now old enough to go to kindergarten. That's a that's a big stepping stone in a human's life or a, a big landmark. It's oh, like you, you get from, to five. You went from stepping stone to landmark. Well, it's like you get to five and it's like this is the first time you get to go alone on the bus. You're trying to say rite of passage. You, there you go. Yes. But stepping stone and landmark are, are not the right words. Uh, you, you were like one step away from saying hopscotch. <laughs> This yes. is a big hopscotch moment. That would have been my next one. Yeah, but what you say also implies that I'm going to be doing this podcast till like year 18. Well, yeah, then that's when it goes to college. Year 22 now. Yeah, and then it graduates and it gets a job. Year 27. I can't be doing this podcast for 30 years. That logo. Why not? A lot of podcasts don't even make it past a year. Correct. Or two or three. I'm at year five. So kudos to you for continuing the podcast and not only continuing, but having great podcasts. Oh, thank you. And thank you for being a part of so many. Yeah. We've been lucky to have uh, so many people on this podcast. Uh, Mikey O started this podcast out of Chicago. We've had you, we've had Emmeline and Sandra and my son, Alexi. We've had so many guests. We've recorded this podcast all over the world, right? Yeah, you recorded it when you went on vacation a couple times. We've been very blessed to have had so many people on this podcast. Um, my cousin Luisito was in this podcast several times. I mean, yeah. one time I think we had an exterminator. Remember that? Yeah. So it's been amazing. It's been a lot of fun. I want to thank everybody who has listened over the years, who's downloaded episodes and subscribed to the podcast and, and left us positive five-star reviews. That's been really amazing. Yes, not the one-star reviews. Those you get rid of, right? I delete, uh, yeah, and I report them. I report them to to all the platforms, and uh, I have them investigated. Yeah, it's it's a whole process, but it's not pretty. Nice. But, you know, I'm vindictive like that, so right. it works, yeah. So what's next for the podcast? Uh, this is it. This is the last episode. What? Uh, yeah, this is it. I'm signing off. So you yeah. wait, waited to get me on air to tell me this? Yeah, five years, we're done. Yeah, this is it. Goodbye. Cold turkey? I'm going to get cold turkey. You're cutting it cold turkey. Okay, let's. I'm gonna call you out on that. Okay, because um, I hate cliches. Oh, really? What's a cold turkey? What is that? What does that even mean? Cold turkey. Well, the saying "cold turkey" is like in Thanksgiving when mm-hmm. you have uh, Thanksgiving dinner. The turkey's nice and warm. Yeah. But then the next day you have cold turkey, and it's like that's it. Se acabó. So that's where the saying came from. Is like when you stop something dead on its tracks, it's cold turkey. So eating Thanksgiving turkey the next day is equivalent to stopping something on its tracks. Right, it's cold No, no you can't say, right? That makes no sense. Eating turkey the next day cold is equivalent to stopping something dead on its tracks. Yeah, because it's cold turkey. Cold turkey. You're eating cold turkey without heating it up on purpose. So you're eating cold turkey on purpose, and that's equivalent to quitting something? Cold turkey? Maybe I didn't investigate that saying very well. Maybe you don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you see what happens when you go down this rabbit hole? Yeah. And then you get to a dead end and you don't know how to turn around? Right. Can you look up where that comes from? What does it mean by quitting cold turkey? Because sometimes, you know, we say 
we say cliches like that and we don't even know where they come from. It's like, oh, pues, you know, that it just makes sense, right? Cold turkey. No, it doesn't. Because how do you say that in Spanish? Ya yo voy a parar. Pavo frío. Never heard anybody say that in Puerto Rico. Mira, yo pare de fumar pavo frío. Right? No, no fuma más. Okay, pero fue difícil. No fue difícil. Yo paré pavo frío. How about if they say, ya yo paré de usar droga. Yeah, pavo frío. frío. That's when you go, wow, tu parate pavo frío. Okay, here I found it. The term comes from the goosebumps people sometimes get in the days after they quit, which looks like the skin of a cold turkey in the fridge. So you see, I was right. I just didn't know the right analogy to get there. No, no, you weren't right. No, no, because it really would look like the skin of a chicken that's been defeathered. Right. You know, the little goosebumps they have on them when you when you have it in the fridge. Hold on. Why are we talking about goosebumps and turkeys? Why wouldn't it be goosebumps like... A goose. So you're quitting cold goose. That's a good good argument you have there. No, it's not a good argument. It is the argument. <laughs> Read the explanation again. The term comes from the goosebumps. Goose. People sometimes get in the days after they quit, which looks like the skin of a of cold a turkey. Goose. Of a goose. Yes. That's been defeathered. Well, maybe in those days they didn't eat goose. They ate turkey, though. I'm just saying, if we're going to talk about goosebumps, I'm going to stick with the same animal and go with goose. It's a good so, point. So you quit cold goose. Yes. I used to smoke. Did you know that? Oh, yeah? Yep. But you stopped? I stopped. How did you do that? Cold goose. Wow. Yeah, man. You heard of cold turkey? Yeah. This is even colder. Oof. Yeah. That's like immediate. That's before immediate. <laughs> before it can even be immediate, it's cold goose. Like before your brain even thinks of stopping, cold you stop. Cold goose. Nice. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, you kill me. You really do. No, 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 no. There's two O's in goose. Our friend Richie Quinones shared a uh, link with us about a survey that involved eating habits. So, you know, we're always talking about pet peeves right. on the podcast. This survey I read, and it said that three in five Americans would end a date early or break up with someone if they had a food habit they deemed annoying. I think that's definitely a valid reason for breaking up. It makes me think of the two out of five that would look at an annoying food habit and not break up. That, that's got to be a couple that's been married forever. Mm -hmm. That's got to be a couple that one of them developed that annoying food habit after like 30 years, and then they're stuck. Because I have a hard time understanding why two out of five people people would look at an annoying food habit in their partner and be like, ah. Right. I think they probably conceal it till they got married. And then when it surfaces, it's too late. I'm looking at the poll here and it says 68% of participants said that talking with your mouthful was the most annoying food habit, while nearly half of Americans found eating food that fell on the floor to be inexcusable. Still, 44% also said that double dipping chips was their biggest food pet peeve. I, I can't stand double dipping chips. Like when people are at a party and they double dip a chip in like maybe a queso that you made or something. Double dipping is a, it's just a fancy way of saying you're sticking your saliva yes. into the dip. And sometimes your finger, if the chip is too small, then your fingers are getting all the way in there. So my problem with that is only 44% found that objectionable. Really? Which leaves 56%. 56%. The majority of the people surveyed got no problem with double dipping. Let me know where they're at so they don't come to my party. What does that mean to you? That more people than not double dip. Yes. And I would never double dip. No. What is it? My dip? 
<laughs> if, if I double dip, I expect to keep the dip. <laughs> yeah. So if you double dip, it, you might as well just take it. Or T- grab a spoon and serve yourself some on a little plate. Yeah, I think what was troubling about the survey is how many people were okay with it. It said half, okay, half found eating food that fell on the floor inexcusable, which mm. means half don't care. Okay, I don't care if you pick it up and you eat it, ayatu. but if like Emmeline drops something on the floor and she scoops it up and, and eats it, you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna be like, hold up, mm. ¿Qué, qué tu hace? there's more food, relax. Right. I'm a comida. What if you're eating a bag of M&Ms and you drop one on the ground? I'll eat it. Uh-huh. So you would pick it up from the ground and eat it. Yeah, because it's got a hard candy shell. That's okay. the protection. Yeah. That that's my limit too. I blow on it, right? It's a five second rule. Yes. Because dirt knows not to stick to food until the sixth second. Correct. So even the dirt, when it sees food, it's like one Mississippi, two Mississippi. And then, okay, here we go. So, you know, there's the five-second rule. So you blow on it just in case, in case you caught it in the 5.5 seconds, and then you eat it. So now if the food falls here, the dirt's going to count one Mississippi, two Mississippi. What if that food falls like in Puerto Rico? How does it count there? Un Mayagüez, dos Mayagüez, tres Mayagüez, cuatro Mayagüez, cinco Mayagüez, aquí vengo yo el polvo. Nice. And in the Dominican Republic, it would go what? Un Montecristi, dos Montecristi, tres Montecristi. You can't say it. <laughs> I can't. That, that dirt, that dirt a, is waiting forever. Try it again. It's a tongue twister. Okay, here we go. Se cae un canto de carne en el piso. And the dirt goes like this. Un Montecristi, dos Montecristi. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the dirt just never gets on it. So the, they the don't five count se- the yeah, five. Yeah, the five second rule in the Dominican Republic is like a five minute rule. Yeah, it takes too long. So I'm eating a pincho. Oh, I dropped it. Here we go. Un Montecristi, dos Montecristi, tres Montecristi, cuatro Montecristi, cinco Montecristi. Y ahí te cojo, te cojo como una araña. <laughs> All right, so I came across this headline, okay? Just one sentence, that's it. That's all I got. And the sentence read, Shakira was attacked by two wild boars in a Barcelona park last week who attempted to run away with her phone and purse. That's it. And I'm like, uh, I feel like there, there should be more to this story. Did nobody try to protect her? I'm not familiar with wild boars attacking purses and cell phones. Like a wild boar to me is a huge pig with tusks. So it it merits more than one sentence. Yes. So I had to Google a more elaborate article. What did you get? It says pop star Shakira says she was the victim of a random attack by a pair of wild boars while walking in a park in Barcelona with her eight-year-old son. So that's more information right there. Right. Although I have to kind of question the use of the word random attack. Obviously, it's a random attack. Or are you suggesting that wild boars sometimes go after certain victims? Premeditated. Right. Like the wild boars are sitting there going, not him, not her. Hold on. Is that Shakira? Oh, yeah. Let's get her. You get the purse. I get the cell phone. Got it. Of course, it's a random attack. They're wild animals. The article goes, the Colombian singer said the animals attacked her before seizing her bag and retreating with it into the woods. So apparently she's near the woods. Well, it says she was walking in a park. So maybe the park had some wooded area towards the side of it. Maybe she shouldn't have been that close to the wooded area. Maybe she should have been with all her bodyguards with her. Maybe the bodyguards looked at it and be like, oh, mira que pig más lindo. Or maybe the bodyguards saw the wild boars and went, no, I'm out. 
I only protect you from people. They're obviously going after you. This is not a random attack. Yeah. It says, she shared her bizarre tale in a series of Instagram stories on Wednesday. Of course, because that's what you do. You go instantly to Instagram and you report it. And you start saying what happened. Not to the police. Nope. You go to Instagram police. Yes. Holding the now recovered but torn back towards the camera, she said, look at how two wild boar which attacked me in the park have left my bag. I have a lot more questions like who went in there and retrieved the bag? Who was the brave one? Uh, it looks like it was Shakira. So so she went in there and just yelled at the two wild boars and said, give me my bag back. Like, like enough. Yeah. I'm on tonight. My hips don't lie. It goes, they were taking my bag to the woods with my mobile phone in it, the singer continued. They've destroyed everything. I get it now. The wild boars needed to make a phone call. They were lost. They just needed a phone to make a phone call. They don't know how to talk, so they just took her purse and the phone. Right. But they destroyed everything. They don't have digits. They don't have fingers. So they're trying to get to the phone. So they just ripped everything. Yeah. I'm starting to question this story. I mean, they were taking my bags to the woods. Did they get to the woods or not? <laughs> Did they destroy it or not? How'd you get this back from wild boars? So you're finding a lot of holes in this story is what you're I'm saying. I'm starting to find a lot of holes. Are you saying that they destroyed it and then just walked away and you chased them and then you just picked it up from the ground? And then it says, she then turned to her son, whose father is the Barcelona footballer, Gerard Piquet, and said, Milan, tell the truth. Say how your mommy stood up to the wild boar. Hmm. Okay, so you're telling me now that she took her eight-year-old son and started chasing the boars? Because that's what you do when you're a mother. You bring your son yeah. into danger. So that they can witness your heroic act? Right. Right before you post it on Instagram? Then it says, Shakira is the latest victim of the increasingly aggressive hogs which have invaded the Catalan capital in recent years. I didn't know that. Right, I didn't know that uh, wild boars were a problem in Barcelona. Maybe wild boars in Barcelona are like, Stray dogs in Puerto Rico, except stray dogs in Puerto Rico don't go after your purse and your phone. <laughs> right. It goes, in 2016, Spanish police received over 1,100 phone calls about wild hogs attacking dogs, plundering cat feeders, holding up traffic, and running into cars in the city. That's a lot of wild boars. How does it even get this bad? It sounds like they're a gang. Like Barcelona has a problem with a wild boar gang. Okay, well, if it's that common and I'm Shakira, what am I doing in a park with a wooded area without like six bodyguards with rifles or tranquilizer guns? Yeah, and if you're Shakira, you should be walking around with your own wild boar protecting you. Yeah, I mean, if there's so many of them and you're Shakira, I'm sure Shakira can get the most trained wild boar. Right. Right, because listen, there's nothing more intimidating to wild boar than if I'm walking with a wild boar on a leash. Yeah. Right, because if I'm a wild boar and I'm looking at that, I'm going, yeah, rayo, like, wow. Yeah. Okay, you know what? She's got Felipe. Yeah. And Felipe was a bad dude. Felipe is crazy. So, you know what? Let's not go after that one. Let's wait for her to leave, and maybe we can hit one of the bodyguards. <laughs> right. Because they got phones, too. Oh, you know I'm on tonight. My hips don't lie, and I'm starting to feel it's right. It goes, in 2013, one city police officer attempted to take charge of the problem himself and shot at a boar with his service revolver, but missed and hit his partner instead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hold on. Okay. What? Uh, okay. So what kind of cop would shoot at a wild boar, miss, and hit his partner? Was his partner, like, wrestling the pig? Yeah. I mean, how how bad of an aim do you have that you're aiming at something that's close to the ground and you're going to hit your partner? Okay. Obviously, if I'm reviewing this, right, if I'm the sergeant reviewing this, it would go like this. Officer Ramon, come in. Uh, thank you, sergeant. 
So tell me what happened. So the wild boar was coming out and he was about to attack some tourists. So I drew my service revolver and uh, I shot and I thought I hit it, but I hit Eduardo. You hit Eduardo? Yeah, hit him right in the leg. When you pulled out your service revolver, where was Eduardo? Uh, he was to the left of, of the wild boar. Okay, and you aimed at the wild boar? I did, right at the head. I aimed right at the head. Is the head right by where Eduardo was? No, not even close. Not even close. And where did you hit Eduardo? Uh, right in the leg, right in his knee. I mean, I, I busted his poor man's knee. So when you shot his knee, you still thought you had hit the wild boar? Dead center. I'm like, got him. What made you think you got him? Because there was a big yell. Uh. And I thought, got him. Now but you, then I saw Eduardo on the ground. You thought it was the pig yelling. Yes. And it was your partner. Yes. And the pig, what happened? Uh, he laughed and ran. The pig laughed. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was a laugh. It was a little like, hey, and ran. Who was he laughing at? I'm assuming me that I missed. And that's a good assumption. Oh, okay. You seem to know the wild boar really well. Well, I've had another incident with him like this where we squared off, but I couldn't draw my service revolver because I couldn't find it. Where was your service revolver at that point? It was in its holster, but I was looking in my pockets. In case you had left it in your pockets? Yeah, sometimes I put it in my pockets. Yeah. Um. Let me ask you something, Officer Ramon. Yep. Uh, how long have you been with the force? Eight years. Eight years? Yes, sir. And you've had a service revolver with you all eight years? Uh, seven. The Why? first year I wasn't allowed a revolver. Why weren't you allowed? We normally give service revolvers to all our officers from day one. I didn't qualify in the shooting. Uh, I kept missing all the targets. <laughs> to the left. <laughs> so they gave me a whistle instead. Oh, don't. <laughs> uh, well, I think you're going to go back to the whistle from now on. Ah, uh, Sergeant? Yeah. So check this out. I was driving on my way to work. And you know how squirrels go to cross the road and they like stop in the middle of the road? Well, they'll stop or they somehow get through your car. It's like magic. Right. And they like stare at you and mm -hmm. you're like, you better go. And they like move one left, right, left. And then they dart. It's incredible. I'm, yeah. I'm amazed at that. Yeah. Well, this one didn't dart. This one had a death wish. It must have because... I'm yelling at it. I'm like, move, move, move. Were you yelling or were you like thinking it in your head? I was thinking it in my head. Please say the story right. Okay. I was thinking in my head. Because if you were yelling, I, I'd have other questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking in my head, you better move, buddy. Yeah. You better move, buddy. I'm coming up. And he didn't move. And then he moved. And he must have moved right to my tire. Wait a minute. Did you move at all? No, I kept my same traffic lane because there was another car oncoming. Well, maybe he was thinking, move, buddy. You better move, buddy. You better move, buddy. You, so you, you guys were playing chicken. The and squirrel? Nobody, and nobody moved. Ah. Uh, the squirrel was playing chicken. Well, he lost. So both of you were playing chicken. Yes. He was telling you to move. You were telling it to move. Yes. And none of you moved. No. And he died and you lived. Yes. And that's fair? It's not. I felt horrible because I like squirrels. What do you I mean, mean you like squirrels? I love them. Like, we actually feed them at the house. We have a bunch of them at the house. So why wouldn't you move? Because normally if you stay in the lane you're going, they dart and you don't have to worry. Oh, so now it's its fault. It's a squirrel's fault. It is. Yeah. I didn't drive into the woods to hit him. <laughs> I was right. I was on the road. Right. But you easily could have swerved if you wanted to. Well, if I swerved, I would have hit the car coming in front of me. No, you had you had a little bit of room. The, the squirrel's not five feet wide. If that squirrel was unable to move, 
you could have swerved and gone around it. Well, that's what I'm saying. He moved last minute into my tire. Like I, I was going in the lane where he was going to be under my car. But then last minute, he darted and got minute. the tire. Wait a minute. If he was always going to be under your car, right? why would you be thinking in your head yelling, you better move, buddy. You better move, buddy. Because if he's in the middle, I would have yelled, don't move, don't move, buddy. <laughs> Because they always move. Uh, so I'm just saying, get out of the way. Like, no, quick. I'm, I'm saying if there was a jury listening to your testimony, there's a little bit of doubt creeping in because nobody would be yelling move if the squirrel is positioned perfectly. I didn't know I was going to squirrel court now. And you're about to be locked up. So <laughs> think very carefully about this. Why would somebody say to themselves, you better move, buddy, better move, buddy, if the squirrel was positioned perfectly on the road? Because I just needed him to move out of my way. He was perfectly in the middle of the car. Nothing would have happened until you swerved last minute to hit him. I didn't swerve. Until he moved because you didn't and you killed him. So you're saying it's my fault then that I, I telepathically told the squirrel to move. That the squirrel last minute decided to dart into my tire. Remember, he doesn't know. Or does he know? Because squirrels always know how to get underneath your car and come out unscathed. Yeah, so I don't exactly know why he would move the last second. Maybe he didn't trust that you knew what you were doing. Oh. Maybe he didn't look confident enough. Because normally people do move. A right. squirrel it can kind of see a car coming and kind of feel what they're doing. But he didn't see you moving at all. To him, he's thinking, this this one's going to kill me. This one actually wants to kill me. This guy is trying to run me over. This guy's not nervous. Because remember, he can't hear what's going on inside your head. You better move, buddy. You better move, buddy. I'm coming up. So he's like, oh, he wants to kill me. He tries to save himself, and he goes right into your tire. Uh, yeah. And he becomes a miniature speed bump. He did. Okay. So the boom, 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 boom happened, right? Well, it was one boom, boom. He hit my back tire. Okay, and then what did you do? Uh, I looked back in the rearview mirror to see if he was dead. And then you pulled over, you got out of the car, and you went to see if he was okay and remove him from the road because you love squirrels. No. No. Ah, okay, so you don't love squirrels. I do love squirrels. Just not that one. He was just flat. <laughs> there was no there was no reviving this little guy. But you certainly can remove him from the road because he's just going to get run over multiple times. And I, I could have done that. You did not do that. I didn't. Did you even pull over? I didn't. Wow. Oh, my God. I love how you started by saying, I love squirrels and I feed them. I do. Do you feed them more now just out of guilt for the what you did to this one? I do. I try to talk to them. You do? You talk to them? I do. I, I want to know what that conversation sounds like. Okay. Hey, buddy. I'm uh, sorry. I don't I don't think you know him because he's, he's far away, but... Uh, there was a little squirrel that was crossing the road, and uh, he ran into my tire. He didn't make it. And I know he's probably related to you somehow, and, and I want you to know from the bottom of my heart that it was an accident. Uh, and I would never hurt you, because I, I like you. I feed you. Love you, buddy. Good night. He killed Jimmy. Gray squirrel, gray squirrel, swish your bushy tail. Gray squirrel, gray squirrel, swish your bushy tail. Hold a nut between your toes, wrinkle up your little nose. Gray squirrel, gray squirrel, swish your bushy tail. I'm sorry. 
Before we leave, I wanted to read this uh, a review because we always read our five-star reviews. Uh, and this one's great. This one is titled, Episode 245 is the Best by Cisco175. It says, Episode 245, I had to play it back again. It had me thinking of my grandmother. To me, it is the best episode you have. Thank you for the show. Thank you also for all the laughs. Can't wait for you to reschedule in my area. I had tickets to your show in D.C. and was canceled because of COVID. Thank you again. Have a great day. No, thank you for this episode. I know the one you're talking about, episode 245. In honor of Abuelita. It's a beautiful, beautiful episode. So thank you so much for listening and for honoring that episode. Um, and your tickets to the show in Washington, D.C. at the Kennedy Center, they're still on. That is in March. So I hope to see you there. So stay safe in the meantime. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Especially episode 245. Yes. And if you've been listening for these last five years, a special, special thank you. Yes. And a high five. Yippee! That was the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. For more information on my upcoming shows, mi gente, you can go to EllieCastro.com and you can follow me on social media under Ellie Castro Comedy. You can follow me on social media under Jose A-Rod. And remember that I'm on Cameo, so you can uh, look me up to give you a special shout out. And don't forget to leave us those five star reviews and you can find me on social media under jose a rod remember mi gente life is so much better when you're laughing hasta la próxima palante